Hey everyone, it's Jess. Um, a question has been coming up a lot, well, it's always coming up a lot, about supporting parents, particularly when they have children who are developing differently and maybe struggling with regulation engagement. And often, not maybe not often, but frequently at least, we see that um, the parents themselves maybe don't have the best coping skills or regulation skills, or perhaps their expectations are also just too high for that child and for their abilities. So the question's been coming up a lot about how do we have a conversation with a parent in a way that's not judgmental, that's not, um, you know, offensive in in any way, while also kind of having an open discussion about this very delicate topic that I think is important for a lot of our patients um, in terms of their progress. So obviously one way to have this conversation is to build good rapport with the parent, have the parent in your sessions so they can see what's going on and you can be educating them and explaining what you're doing. I find that's probably still not happening enough in our sessions, Um, really walking parents through your clinical rationale. And it takes practice. Some of you have more practice with this than others, Um, you know, depending on the types of patients you've been working with or for how long you've been practicing. Um, but they really need to know what's going on and feel like you're including them in the session. Yes, even those parents who are on their cell phones, I just talk to them anyways. (laughs) I just keep interrupting them. I want to send the message to them that it's really important that you're part of this and I'm expecting you to be a part of it and an available person to have a conversation. Obviously, if they need space, they need some time to debrief, they need to be out of the session, that's okay too because our parents do need that sometimes. Um, some of our kids, it's just not appropriate to talk about them in front of them. So those are the parents to say, hey, you know, I really would like to explain more about what I'm doing in your sessions. Um, I think it's really important. I want to have more open conversations about, you know, how I'm supporting your child and the, and the tools that I'm using that maybe aren't so obvious in my sessions. A parent education session is great for that. It's also a great time to have an open dialogue with a parent. Um, because it does give you that one-on-one time where the parent can hopefully focus a little bit better. Their patient, their child's not, you know, having a tantrum or whatever, trying to transition out of the clinic. Um, and I think it's good here to start with a line of kind of open questioning to ask them what their thoughts and feelings and expectations and how they're viewing their perspective, right? So we've been talking a lot about in our mentor sessions about, You know, you can ask parents things like, how would you describe your own regulation? How comfortable and how confident do you feel in your ability to help your child regulate through big emotions or to manage big behaviors? Do you feel like the strategies you've been using so far have been successful and are building long-term skills? Um, That might help open up some conversations with these families. I had one parent in particular, um, she was quite behavioral in her approach. In my evaluation, she was basically demonstrating to me how, how compliant her child was and showing her like, watch, if I just say, get over here and one, two, three, with this really, really firm, scary voice, how her kid would come over. And I was like, that's great. But Like, is our goal here compliance or do we want them to also have other skills? So we, um, I had a conversation with her and I I just directly asked her, I said, we kind of use a different model here. 
and I would, I think it'd be a great fit for him. And I think for your family too, are you open to a different perspective? And she said, yes. And I was kind of surprised because dress definitely her approach was very different. Um, so I just kind of gave her an explanation of like, here's kind of our philosophy and our approach and what we're doing. Um, and I said, you know, the way that you've been handling some of the behaviors you're seeing so far are very common. I wanted to make sure that was for her was very, you know, known that it was not unusual by any means. Um, but I said, I have some concerns about those things, about what skills we're actually developing and are we really targeting the ones that we want to target. So we were able to have this conversation that would have otherwise probably been very uncomfortable. Um, and she was very open about it. And then that set up the stage so that future situations, we could reference it back and say, remember how we talked about, like, this is one of those examples where we might want to try a different strategy here. Um, or I've had conversations with families where we've talked about there are short-term strategies and there's long-term strategies. Your short-term strategies will work and they will get you the outcome you want, right? You can use fear and rewards and consequences, and they're going to work to some degree with a lot of kids, um, but they're probably not going to be effective as effective long-term, and you aren't really developing a skill long-term. Developing skill takes time. It takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot mm-hmm. of parent support, especially with those executive functioning type skills, self-regulation, that sort of thing. Um, and then the other piece that we kind of talk have been talking about a lot in our mentor sessions is pointing out how different our expectations are for our kids than they are of other adults and even of ourselves. So sometimes I've even had to challenge parents a little bit on this and say like, you know, it seems like your expectation is that he transitions right when you ask him to, or that he transitions without any negotiation. And I might say, you know, I like that he's trying to negotiate. It's a great skill for when he's an adult because being an adult means we don't have we don't have a ton of compliance as an adult. We have some. Um, and I often will give the example that, you know, if, if my husband, for example, were to ask me for one more minute and we had the time and, like, it's a reasonable request, I would never not give him one more minute just for the sake of compliance. Certainly, there might be times where you really just don't have time. But I would always show another adult that flexibility. We have a lot of expectations of our kids, though, that we don't necessarily place on ourselves too. Like when a parent asks a child a question, they expect an answer, not all parents, some parents expect an answer immediately, right? Immediate attention, immediate response, but we don't give that to our kids. We don't even give that to other adults a lot of times. Um, We expect that we're able to finish a task before we're expected to transition. I regularly say to my daughter, hold on, let me finish this real quick and then I'll come help you. But when it's time for a transition that we are imposing on a child, we regularly expect that child, I asked you to stop now. (laughs) I want you to come now. Um, And not giving that time, then that time to finish. So there's a lot of these things that, you know, we're having almost higher expectations for some sometimes for our kids than we do even for ourselves as adults. And I think pointing out those discrepancies can also be helpful to adjust a parent's expectations if they're perhaps too high. Um, but approaching it, I think with an open conversation and curiosity and questions is a great way to start that conversation. And then once you get on that conversation and once parents feel like I can talk to you about this, um, 
I think it, it feels like a safer platform for them to do it and they will do it more. I found that the more that I have these brief little conversations with families, asking them about how things are going and how do they feel about their own parenting skills um, and acknowledging that it's hard and that, you know, they aren't parenting a neurotypical child. So they can't just kind of fly by the seat of their pants a lot of times. They really have to put in a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of practice into it. I find that the more I do that, the more that they come to me and bring up problems. And then that also puts us in a better position to have those conversations. Um, as part of this, because I do get this question all the time, I am, my goal for this fall slash winter is to start putting together some um, parenting type classes that we can offer periodically on a more regular basis to give parents more of the support um, and also give you guys a, a service that you can recommend to them in perhaps a more non-confronting kind of a way where it's, hey, you can join, join this course, go on to this presentation, you can watch this, um, but you don't necessarily have to be like in a one-on-one kind of situation. If you have any questions or if you have any parents that you're struggling to connect with or guide or coach, let me know and we can do some troubleshooting. <laughs>